Hi everyone and welcome to Extra Time here live from the John Smith Stadium straight after Huddersfield Town's first win of the Skybet Championship campaign. A very welcome 1-0 victory over Preston North End. A massive thank you to Sports Broker as ever, one of our big club partners for making this post-match show Extra Time possible. Really appreciate your support guys. Delighted to have another great lineup here for you tonight. We've got former Huddersfield Town and Manchester United man Ben Thornley joining us this evening along with Opta and the examiners David Hartrick who is sat about... 20 yards from me. So, David, Ben, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Ben, we'll, we'll start with you if that's okay. I think it's fair to say tonight's game will not go down long in uh, the memory of town fans for lots of reasons, other than it's the first win since they've been allowed back past the pandemic. And ultimately, that's what counts tonight. Yeah, it is. Uh, and especially at this, this stage during the season, you know, it's, um, it's a, 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 you know, a big jump when you win a game at this stage of the season. But similarly, as Preston are finding out, you know, when you don't have a win, you're rooted down there. And even when you, you know, you do have a couple of points on the board, you lose a game. And because of other results, you can shoot down the league. So it was really important for Huddersfield tonight. And yeah, it was a very, very dour first half. And they were perhaps fortunate not to go in a goal down. But I think what was really pleasing was the way that Huddersfield finished the game. They looked much the stronger side. And with the changes that they made, they did cause Preston plenty of problems. Just a little bit of composure in the final third or with the finishing touches. And it could have been a little bit more handsome a victory. But you'll take it all day long at this stage of the season. And obviously brilliant for the lads to be playing back in front of the fans. Ben, give us a player's perspective here. I'm sure you've been in situations before when you knew the pressure was on, that a result was really important for lots of reasons, that pressure was building. How hard is it to be at your fluid best when that's the case? It must take a pretty strong mentality to, to kind of rise above that and play your, your best open football that you're ever going to play. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after the last result, um, it, they would have been very apprehensive, the lads, because so soon, yes, we know that Fulham... Uh, are going to be are going to be one of the the promotional candidates and and they're they're proving that right now uh, and to concede five goals at home in your first game is you know is a little bit worrying so for the lads to come out tonight um, and you could see the the little bit of nervousness in it there was a lot of giving the ball away a lot of misplaced passes they grew into the game and to have conceded five on Saturday and not conceded tonight and obviously come away with a victory, that is going to give them big momentum going forward. Dave, you were here on Saturday with me and as good as Fulham were and might be through the season, there was a lot of things to look at ourselves after that game because there were some pretty unusual goals given away where you can only reflect on ourselves. How important was it tonight? Carlos has just talked about this in his post-match presser. Making no mistakes in a defensive area to get that clean sheet felt like a very important thing. And by hook or by crook, the team's done it tonight. Yeah, I think it was absolutely vital, to be honest with you. I thought Naby Sarr was excellent tonight. I thought Tom Leeds was excellent. I thought Levi Colwell, he grew into the game. He was he looked nervous at the start. And I think that's fair enough when you're a young man in your third game and you, your last game was a drubbing, let's be honest. And I think that... That unit, that back three, I think suits this squad to play as a back three. And I think that I know they've been forced into it by their not having a left back at the moment, but it's good to have a couple of different ways to play. And when Preston line up with Chad Evans and Brad Potts as the starting two strikers, it's quite clear what their game plan is, and that is to try and bully the centre-halves. And I think having Nabitar tonight, who really stood up to that, and he really took the game by the scruff of the neck to do that, 
I thought was absolutely vital. And, you know, kind of just won a game of football without having a shot on target. These little things, you know, can start things. They can create momentum. And having that defensive unit, being able to keep a clean sheet after Saturday, that's that's an important thing. Yeah, and you just mentioned Naby Sarr. I want to pick up on that because you're right. In many ways, this formation has been thrust upon town with, with both left-backs going down with COVID. I actually think that some of Naby Sarr's best performances, Derby and tonight, I actually yeah. think it really suits that kind of spare role in the middle yeah. of the three. I think it, it allows him to go and attack balls. And when he's six foot six, you're going to win a fair amount of them. Yeah, and I think there were times last season when he was playing as a two and we went through that horrible spell where there was a bit of a revolving cast that were next to him as a two. And he was much more settled when Richard Keogh came in, who was a little bit more experienced and helped him a bit. But in a three, he I think he just has... I mean, let's let's be honest, he has, often has a mistake in him because he wants to commit. That's his game. He wants to commit all the time. Now, that's not always a bad thing, but... Like tonight, where he can do that, and he has that little bit of safety with a with a two, two at the side of him, effectively. Yeah, it's, he looks more comfortable. He looks more settled. He looks far more happier. And let's be honest, you watch him and you sort of trust him more. Ben, I want to ask you about two of the town players in particular. I love watching you play in a town shirt when I was in the stands. And I, I feel like I'd be surprised if you don't enjoy watching the likes of Sauber Thomas and Josh Caroma play because... Um, Wingers who can play up front as well. Saab has certainly made an impact on the team this season. But although there's obvious work to do when you have no shots on target in a game and win, there's a clear room for improvement there. I feel like those two players are the kind of player that you would like watching because they're always looking to try and make something happen, much like you did. Yeah, I did um, I did enjoy both the performances tonight, um, especially Thomas and especially in the second half. I think what... What town didn't have, and it was a it was a case again for for them being a little bit nervous when they broke out from the back. The balls forward were just a little bit aimless. But what they could have had in the first half was, was the likes of of Karoma and and, um, and and Thomas actually going the other side of the defenders, and you saw that in the second half, and it caused Preston all manner of problems. Um, he was really unlucky when he hit the post. Uh, when I was watching it, I thought maybe he probably, from the angle, it might have been easier for him to cut it back. And I was really hoping that that didn't come back to bite him on the backside because he did everything right, but put it in the back of the net. And when there's somebody in a in a better position, then often that can come back and bite you and you will get criticised. But like I said, they finished the game the stronger. They were getting in behind. That was how the goal came about. Uh, yeah, it was slightly fortuitous, but it was forced on Vandenberg. He had to do something because they'd got the other side of the Preston defenders. And when you've got the likes of those two, you've got Fraser Campbell that are, that are constantly pushing the defences back and threatening to go in behind, then you will inevitably create more chances. And that is what Huddersfield needs to look to do. But he is certainly, Thomas, for me, is certainly one that um, that is going to make things happen for town. Yeah, it's been probably the standout of, of the start, of a very short start of the season so far. Dave, um, we mentioned Naby Sarr there, and rightly so. I want to mention Tom Lees as well, because he wasn't starting until about 10 minutes before the game when Matty Pearson got a bit of double vision after heading the ball. Considering that he had an operation in April after an ankle injury, and that was his first 75 minutes, he was lined up to play for the B team at Oxford tomorrow. 
I guess that isn't going to happen now. I thought he did tremendously well, actually, given all those circumstances, to get through 75 minutes and contribute to the clean sheet. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I think coming back to the point we made on Nabisar, I think playing in that back three helped him because um, he didn't, you know, you're not under stress every single time the ball comes forward. He looked composed and Carlos has, has talked when he, ever since he signed about his professionalism and he had his own fitness coach, I believe, didn't he? When he was without a club, he was keeping himself fit, getting himself back from that injury. And it shows because there was a player who the only thing he's lacking really is the ability to, to make 90 minutes. That's, that's all he's lacking at the moment. And I think Town's recruitment this summer has been about trying to provide options within that squad. And defensively, we've already had uh, essentially a COVID crisis and Town now have, you know, I don't think, oh, touch wood, there won't be another time this season when both their, their first and second choice left-backs are going to be out at the same time like that. So it does go to show that they can now shuffle the pack, they can bring people in, and that's important in a championship season that, you know, me and you both know it's, it's a bare fit playing 46 games and you're playing three games in eight days sometimes. You need these options to be able to come in. Absolutely. Ben, can I ask you, it's a, a cliche probably that those of us in the football media roll out a lot about a win being something to build on, a platform to build on. But give us the insight into a changing room. When you when you look at how important in any season is that first win to get it under your belt, to maybe just settle things down a little bit and, and give you a little bit more freedom to, to play better football because it wasn't pretty at times tonight, no doubt about it. No, it wasn't. But at times they, they did show that they have got the, the character to be able to play when, you know, more so probably when the goal had gone in. And, and even though it was only one goal, it was something that they could go and build on. And not just in tonight's game, but but for the future as well. As Dave's already said, it's a, it's a very unusual way to win a game by not having a shot on goal. But sometimes these are the catalysts for you to be able to move forward. And the clean sheet after conceding five is going to be a huge plus for the defenders. And the fact that they did finish the game strongly and, and, and when they wake up in the morning, the lads will see that they've moved away from the, the bottom bit of the table. And if they can go and get another win at the weekend, it will be it will be huge again for them. Not just because of where they'll be in the table, but psychologically to 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 not win in your first couple of games, but then win your next two. It, it it's really is something to, to go and build on. And I, I feel as though, especially with that that front three, and we've already mentioned Nabizar. Yes, I think he's better in a, in a three as well because he does commit. He does want to go and win headers. And because of his size, I don't blame him. And um, But that means that he can go to either the left or the right of the pitch knowing that he's got a wing back and another centre-half to cover for him. So, yeah, listen, it, it's, a, it, it's a fortuitous victory, but one that they did deserve in the end, I think, and something that they really need to go and build on now. And if I can just ask a question, how important is momentum in a dressing room? Because the one thing Town have struggled with for the last couple of seasons with COVID, with injuries, with various things, is getting into any sort of run. It's always been one extreme to the other. Just something like that, if you can kick this off and even just get, you know, four points out of your next three games, 
do you feel momentum in a dressing room? Does it make a big difference? It does. It makes it makes a huge difference because everybody comes in with a little bit of a spring in the step. There's always going to be people in your dressing room that are, are, are going to be a little bit apprehensive because you come off the back of a draw that you may be lucky to get or a defeat that you, you perhaps deserve like against Fulham. But tonight, I think those lads will have come off that field and they will have felt in the second half especially that they deserve to win that. And that, hang on a minute, you know, let's let's hope that what happened on Saturday against Fulham was a, re- a real fluke against who we know are going to be a very good side. And it's it's how you move on from that. They've won tonight. That'll give them a huge lift going in to the game at the weekend. And, it, you know, it, it's amazing how a dressing room can be transformed just on the back of a couple of really good victories. And that's what I'm hoping... A, a, you know, is going to happen with town because they have definitely got the firepower. They have got the players to be able to cause even the best in this division problems from what I've seen this evening. Let's hope so, Ben. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, let's talk Lee Nichols. I think he's had a rough time through COVID, obviously really unfortunate timing right on the cusp of the league season, but two competitive games for Huddersfield Town so far, two clean sheets, two penalties saved in the shootouts at Sheffield Wednesday. wasn't his busiest night tonight, but he's doing everything that's been asked of him so far. Yeah, it, the thing is, he just looks really comfortable. He, he's come in, looks really settled, really comfortable. I think his distribution is good. There are a couple of times where you could see the relationships he needs to work on. So there are a couple of times when Sorba's away and in space and he just doesn't see it. And that's it's nothing to do with his game longer term. It is just playing with these players and understanding where they're going to be in the relationships. And I think that, to be fair, to come in like that and put a performance in like that, where you look like you're sort of 20 games into it rather than two, that's, that's a very, very positive thing. And, Ryan had a difficult day on Saturday, but we know he's a good goalkeeper and we know he's going to come again. And the problem last season was he was just played relentlessly, whether he made a mistake or whether he needed to be pulled out of the firing line. It can only be healthy to have another goalkeeper here. To, it's not just about Lee Nichols playing every week instead of Ryan Schofield. It's about what they do off the pitch as well and having a relationship and, and you know putting the, the sort of building blocks of a young keeper together is is a process that takes four or five years. You know, it's the, the keepers that are sort of there at 22, 23, they're the ones who go for £50 million to Premier League and La Liga side. So I think it's a very healthy situation. And I, I like Nichols a lot. I think it's given time, his distribution has always been his key strength at, at MK Dons. And I think once he understands those runs and can play the ball a little bit earlier, I think that's going to be a real weapon. He looks, I'll just say, sorry, go on, go far away. Sorry, I was just saying, he, he looks solid to me as well. Um, I, I, mean, I haven't seen very much of him, but obviously he's come back into the side. And I thought some of the catches that he came and took and he held on to that shot from the edge of the area in the first half, they could quite easily have, you know, when it bounced in front of him. Um, there was just one incident for me and it was heart in the mouth stuff was when uh, when he came to the edge of the area. I think on that occasion, electing to catch it there was always going to be really tough because of where he was. I think that, you know, the the the, um, the best thing for him to have done then was clear out his player, clear out their player and just punch it as far down the field as he possibly could. It was a really, really tough catch. But he, listen, 
he's confident enough to come and do that. And that's the sign of a, of, of a good goalkeeper. Almost died on him as it reached the box, that one. It looked like it just teased him into it a little bit. But like you say, we got away with it. Dave, like I said, this isn't a classic. We're not going to be uh, remembering this game in years to come, I don't think. But uh, I don't know if you read Carlos's programme notes ahead of today. He was very, very conscious of the fact that Saturday was a massive anti-climax. Return mm -hmm. of fans did not happen how we wanted it to. How important do you think it was by hook or by crook to get that three points for the supporters in the ground here tonight? Yeah, I think it was absolutely massive. And I think that what makes a big difference, I was talking to Stephen Chicken about this as well, is getting a late goal like that, you know, 16 minutes to go, it completely changes the shape of your mood when you walk out the ground. Football is a really fickle thing. It's a really fickle thing. You're either high as a kite or down through the floor. And yeah, I don't think there'll be a DVD of this game in the club shop anytime soon. But just getting a late winner and coming out with three points and the nat almost the nature of doing it helps as well. You know, getting that own goal, getting a slice of luck because there isn't a football fan in the country who believes they get their fair share of luck. So when you do come out of a game like that and you think, yeah, we've, we've slightly got away with one there on, in terms of the goal, but then they also showed something when they were 1-0 up. They did push on, they did hit the post. They, they instantly looked 10% better in every area of the pitch. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a massive thing, and I I just I just want them to carry on. I want them. I think the next game is a very tough one. Yeah. It's about building on the performance. They don't necessarily have to go and win two or three nil. It's about trying to carry on with the performance and doing the right things and and coming away saying, Do you know what, we did everything we could there. Ben, you know you know our fans. You played many many games in the John Smith Stadium. I thought you had a great relationship with our fans. You will know that even when you're not at your fluent best in terms of your skill and your attacking play, that graft and hard work and commitment can go a hell of a long way with Huddersfield Town fans. And like we said, it wasn't great tonight. There's a lot to improve, but digging into that clean sheet and actually seeing the game out in a relatively mature way will go down well with the supporters, I'm sure, although there's lots to work on. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that is the, the least that any that any manager and certainly any set of fans deserve is to see anybody pulling on the shirt that you support is, is going to give 100%. We know that there are, there are days when sometimes your most skillful and your most creative players are going to have off days, but at least if the fans can see that they're, you know, that they're still giving everything, then they will forgive them for that. You can't play well in every game, but what you can do is you can graft and you can work hard and you can help your teammates and hopefully somebody else will take that onus something that you know that that I was I was quite familiar with you know I didn't play well in every game by any stretch um, and I was in a similar position in my last year to to some of the the lads are in now albeit towards the end of the season when you're staring at relegation at this point these lads have got a, a, a massive chance to and, and loads and loads of games to move themselves up the league to get themselves away from where they started off before kickoff tonight and the fans will will love them for that and they'll get right behind them because I know what Huddersfield Town fans are like and they will do. Absolutely. Dave, final question just before we let you guys go for the evening. Um, you said Sheffield United, you're quite right, tough game away on Saturday at Bramall Lane. They'll be up there this season as well. But, you know, this is the kind of challenge that we should be up for in the Championship, isn't it? You know, to go there, to, to show what we're made of. Potentially, in due course, you can have the likes of Pippa, Toffolo, Sonani on the bench tonight as well. Aaron Rowe, I'm sure there's others I've forgotten. We've got options coming back. 
we've got to attack these challenges, not be afraid of them. Yeah, I think that's the key word, not be afraid, really. Um, Sheffield United haven't started particularly well. They've got, I think it's 50 million quid's worth of strikers who haven't scored a goal. They've got a bit of a Premier League hangover, if I'm brutally honest with you. There's no reason for town to, to shrink back into themselves and, and suffer from any sort of inferiority complex, really. And I think the nature of that win tonight, that's what I mean. It can give you a boost. It can well, if you can win a game like that, what can we do when we, we actually, you know, we're proactive and we go out there and do it for ourselves? And yeah, I think the key to that game is to be bold, to not be afraid, and put in another defensive shift like that. Who knows? Absolutely. Chaps, thanks so much for joining us. We know it's going on into the evening now. I think a win's a win tonight. That's basically the summary of it. Really appreciate us getting 20 minutes out of that as well. But Ben, lovely to see you, mate. Thank you for joining us again. We hope to Anytime, see you. no problems. We hope to see you at the stadium soon. Dave, we will see you every single time we're at the stadium. But thanks as ever for joining us. Really appreciate it. No Sports Broker, again, we want to give a massive thanks to for their support and allowing us to bring you the preview show and extra time as well. So thanks to our friends at Sports Broker. Enjoy the rest of the evening, town fans, and tomorrow. And we will see you at Sheffield United on Saturday.